We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire hashtag After Dark Champions League show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. And it's a pleasure to have Ryan Belongi back on the After Dark program. I kicked you off after you made me not play Morgan Gibbs White. Yeah, you were the one who forced me not to do that. Sent you on a silent retreat to Arizona. And Ryan, now you're back better than ever, ready to crush Champions League. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. I thought. You and Basil did a great job on the shows, on the last Champions League shows. Um, really enjoyed listening to you guys. It's nice to have someone different on than, than me for once, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, glad to be back. I like this slate. Need to win some money. Had a rough weekend in NFL again. Had a, kind of a rough weekend in soccer. Would have been a lot better if your Spurs didn't concede in the 93rd minute to, to cost me the showdown cost me chopping the showdown, but still it would have been nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love these Champions League slates. So, and I like this slate too. I like these slates. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll get into it. The ones where, you know, there's some, it's this, it's match day six. So there's teams with a lot to play for, teams with nothing to play for. Um, so yeah, I like when you can factor motivation in. Yeah. I'm uh, the cockroach that refuses to die in NFL cash games. I somehow eked out a win getting Kate Otten and uh, 36 points from Drake London, even though I was DMing you, begging you to tell me I could swap off of him. So uh, thankfully, I just played the best plays like a man. So uh, easy game. I wish I would have played him. <laughs> uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Anyway, the people don't want to hear about our NFL they can listen to you on the Rotowire NFL show later this week if they want that. But um, let's start digging into this Champions League slate. I think it's pretty fun, Ryan. So you can just go through each of the teams and motivations. I have an article up on the site. You have to be a subscriber. So rotowire.com backslash pod for a two-day free trial. If you're not a sub already, it's the best way to support the show outside of you know liking our videos and giving us five-star reviews in your podcast fees. Being a subscriber, I think it's a great deal at, what, $9.99 a month for soccer only. So I hope you all uh, join us. But um, yeah, motivation is a big issue on this slate. So I was looking at the odds and I see, okay, we have Bayern Munich and Real Madrid road matches. Real Madrid in a decent spot, you know, away at Union Berlin. Bayern against a struggling Manchester United. But those two teams are in first place and have absolutely nothing to play for. And they also have the most expensive players. So some matches I'm more interested in, you have Napoli and Inter Milan who both need results and they're playing at home and they're solid favorites with pretty good goal totals. So those matchups look interesting to me. I think the entire matchup of the slate, just from like a soccer fan perspective, is this uh, Galatasaray-Copenhagen matchup because a winner in that match is guaranteed to advance no matter what happens with Manchester United. And then you have a couple less uh, consequential matchups. I think uh, I've covered, I don't think I've covered, I think I've covered just about everything, but you have this matchup between Benfica and Red Bull Salzburg, there's a Europa League spot on the line there. And I think for these two teams, that might mean something. Maybe if it was like an English team, they wouldn't care. But, you know, I feel for like a team like Salzburg, I think that's, you know, kind of a nice incentive. Um, I don't know, Ryan, what are you thinking? I mean, you know, normally I'd want to play Bayern Munich Real Madrid players, but they're expensive and who knows what they're going to do. Kind of a lot of variance in the spot. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I think you broke it down pretty much how I would have. Uh can kind of forget about Real Madrid I think uh yeah 
they have nothing to play for. And you worry about minutes, you worry about everything. And I, I don't know, they're also the most expensive, like you said. I mean, I really just want to play Napoli guys, Inter guys, and then that Copenhagen Galatasaray game, like you said. I think it's pretty much as easy as that. Um, in, like we can get into each position, but if you just focus on those teams, you've got everything covered. Yeah, I think um, you want to focus on the favorites who are better priced than the teams that have nothing to play for. Ryan, I posted in the Discord that the Gigabrain strategy of the day is to uh, correlate your um, Galatasaray Copenhagen um, Copenhagen teams with Manchester United players. The thesis being they learn that Manchester United are ahead against Munich at halftime. And then your Galat, you know, your Hakim Zietches and your uh, Diogo Goncalves will go off. So uh, you can only get that here. I probably should have saved that for a bit later. That's elite but, uh, stuff right there. Yeah. And then, you know, I guess you can target any of these teams for tournaments. I was just talking about for cash games. But, yeah, I have some interest, I guess, in Red Bull Salzburg has some cheap guys maybe you look at for tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's dig into it and just start uh, talking players. Going through the anytime goal scorers, there's no player like uh, Holland who's like minus 275. There are some likely goal scorers, but nothing that's um, quite world-beating. But Ryan, when I was looking at the forward position, I was first thinking about cash games, and it's a little bit gross from cash game perspective. I don't think you want to play the Bayern guys who are expensive and uh, early rotation risks in this spot. And there's not really many set pieces. You have Angel Di Maria, who I think is at 7,300 or somewhere around there. He's an okay matchup playing against Red Bull Salzburg, but not really inspiring. I kind of like Victor Osiman in this spot. How often do we get to pay 7,100 for Victor Osiman in a spot where Napoli need a draw or a win? Playing against home against the Braga team, who has to win in order to have, I think they have to win by two in order to have any chance to advance. You have to feel like it's a great spot for the Napoli attack. Uh, what stuck out to you with the forward, maybe starting with cash games? Yeah, I think it's like you said, forward's probably the least straightforward position for cash games. Um, just, yeah, we don't have a lot of guys that take set pieces. Like you said, just not a lot of, you know, not going to play Bayern and Madrid guys, probably just because they're expensive and have nothing to play for. Um, so, yeah, then what do you do? I mean, you can just play these Napoli guys, I think, especially if there's less opportunity cost. Um Osimen, yeah, he's a guy that I'm perfectly fine with, but I like don't think I'm the greatest cash player, and maybe people would say that he doesn't really have a floor. I mean, he hasn't scored in four games since he's been back, uh, with and doesn't have much of a floor in general. Um, but yeah, I I think he's too cheap uh, for this spot. I know he has good goal scoring odds. And like, yeah, you're just not like, who are you baiting to, to play these Napoli guys? I like, I don't know. So yeah, I think if you can kind of play whoever you want it forward. Yeah, that was my thought. I mean, I guess probably the smarter equilibrium cash game play is playing Di Maria, but I don't think he has a monopoly of set pieces. I think uh, Orkin Kuchku takes a few set pieces. We can double check that. And, you know, if David Neres starts, then he's going to poach some set pieces. And this Zhao Neves guy has taken some corners as well. So when I see that, <clears throat> I don't think it's a huge total for Benfica. You know, Di Maria's fine. He can get a floor. But um, I don't know. Osiman I think, has a six-point floor in this spot. And then he's one of the most likely players to deliver a goal. And you're not paying too much for him. And there isn't much opportunity cost at forward. So that was something that was speaking to me. I don't think he's a must in cash games by any means, but I think he is, if you just consider overall, he's got to be one of the best forward plays. Might be the most owned forward overall in tournaments. Yeah. Di Maria is like, you think he would just be like your first guy in for cash normally, but mm -hmm. like, you know, they have one point, right? And they need so what they need, I don't know if goal difference matters to qualify, but I don't know. Like I, I worry about even Benfica's motivation, or and even like to play Di Maria in ninety minutes. I mean, he played ninety minutes over the weekend. You know, he's older now. I can just I just don't. The spot doesn't feel as safe as it would if this was like match day one or something, or if it was if Benfica were at home, or if they actually were playing for a little bit more than 
like try to get into Europa League. But yeah, like I think he's still a fine cash play. Seventy three hundred is a pretty good price. But like you said, he's probably splitting set pieces. Um, is he the penalty taker, Ryan? Yeah, I think he took the the last one, but I haven't like I haven't checked. I remember earlier in the season he was. I haven't seen if that's changed in their last few games. Like I, I to be honest, I didn't even look into Benfica yet because I'm just not too worried about him. Yeah, yeah, especially not like I don't worry about someone like Di Maria in tournaments. So you know, cue the goal and assist, and then everyone can laugh right. and clip that. And um, I don't know. I, I maybe I could put it this way: like Di Maria is probably the better cash play. But if I had a lineup and I liked everything else, and I had one more forward spot, and I only had seventy one hundred dollars left, I'd be completely fine playing Victor Osimhen in this spot. Maybe that's a better way to say it. I just there's a lot of there's some fragility in Angel Di Maria's range of outcomes. It's not just a preloaded twelve points. Yeah, and I'd be fine playing the more expensive Napoli guys too. I'd be fine. I'd be fine playing Farshkilia. I'd be fine playing. Politano. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, it seems like a lot of, like, at least one midfield spot, a couple defenders. You don't really have to spend that much money for the other spots. So you're going to be able to, at least I was able to spend up for a forward spot. I guess, yeah, I guess, though, there's an argument for an expensive midfielder or two, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. But yeah, I don't know. Did you, like, were you thinking of spending up at, at forward or was there a punt you were looking at? I don't know. Like, Well, I can, this was my first impression. So I was looking and I don't want to play the Bayern or Real Madrid players. Politano seemed interesting at 8,600, but you know, that's viable, but a little bit expensive. My first idea was to play both Di Maria and Osimhen. I thought that would be a completely reasonable thing. So those are the two names I clicked before I moved on to midfield. And I really think that midfield is the most important position overall on this slate. We'll talk about cheap forwards first, but there's a lot of good midfielders with good set piece roles in matchups that matter, I think. So I'm more excited to play the midfield role. So I could see a situation where like right now my dummy cash lineup has a punt at the second forward because I'm not too afraid of, you know, cost considered the rest of the forward position. I can load up on midfielders who I think are quite good. Um, Okay. Yeah. My I, it, yeah. No, I'm, <clears throat> I see it now. It makes more sense that way now for sure. Um, probably. Yeah. Maybe you're not spending all the way up. Osimhen and Di Maria seem pretty solid. Yeah. Like, okay. Politano might take some set pieces, but he's an early sub risk. So it's like 1500. I think I'd rather play Di Maria, even if, you know, we worry a little bit about incentive. I think 1300 at the role is good enough. And then everyone else just kind of feels like a GPP play. Um, but there are a ton of great GPP options. I mean, got Wilfried Zaha at 8,100, Moira Acardi, who takes uh, Galatasaray's pens at 8,400. I think there's plenty of forwards to pay up for in GPP formats. Yeah, me too. The guys you said, like Acardi, all the Napoli guys for sure. Uh, the Inter guys, Lataro and Taram. Um, like if, if I, if you, if I knew, if you knew that Rodrigo was going to play 80 plus minutes, like if I knew that's the Madrid player I would have interest in, but I just, I really worry that they have nothing to play for. And Mm -hmm. Rodrigo's he's been playing a ton, started six straight games and he's went 90 and close to 90 in most of them, but he's just, he's an incredible form. Like if you, if, if I knew he was going to play, I'd like Rodrigo for tournaments too. Probably still take a couple chances on him. But yeah, I prefer the spots where these teams have something to play for. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Like I was considering at first spending down at a midfield spot, but maybe you're giving up too much doing that. So yeah, it might make more sense to not spend up at forward and save that money on for midfield. I was wondering the same thing about midfield. So um, I, I Let's table that. I want to talk about the cheaper forwards, Ryan, because I Mm -hmm. think there are cheap forwards that are worth playing, even if they're on kind of underdogs and the matchups are a little bit gross. uh, I think they can make some things work with different constructions. So like you have 
Casper Tangstedt, who I think got an assist or scored a goal last week, 4,100. Simon Banza has been in incredible form in the Portuguese league at 4,100. Braga are going to go all out attack and he's so cheap. And if you're playing Napoli pieces, you know, I think when you're that cheap, you can kind of play that angle, even on a bigger slate. And I think he does take penalties for Braga, but we should double check that. And then, you know, some of these Salzburg guys are fairly cheap as well. Kareem Konate is plus 135 anytime to score. Roko Simic, 3,900. I mean, that's doesn't cost too much to pay off that sort of price tag. And then you can be elite at other spots. Is that a little too thin given the matchups? I mean, it's not. No, like ever... no, no, no. Not too thin. I love the Salzburg guys, especially. Uh, Konate. Yeah, he I just he's got a good floor from open play and like you mentioned his he's just a talented kid who like has upside. Simich for 3900 took the pen the last time after Konate missed the pen. Um so I pretty sure that Simich would take um going to have to check on that. But yeah, for 4k or 4300 and 3900 those are great prices. Yeah, I love the call of running back Napoli guys with with Banza for 4100 yeah i think it makes a ton of sense to be in in that range because like there's a good chance that one of those guys scores you know the, the and then then that construction will have a good chance to win yeah i think so too especially if the high-priced midfielders go off we got ozzy in the chat ozzy's a regular he said jao mario took the last penalty for benfica but he thinks uh di maria would have first choice so i mean do your due diligence i think uh transfer marked has you know who was on the pitch and stuff like that for penalties so it's worth taking a look but um i don't know any more comments on Fort? i think there's just a lot of good tournament options kind of play the plays that you like and uh not too much opportunity cost either like no clear chalk at forward other than Osiman mm. in tournaments in tournaments maybe no, I think you're right. Yep. All right. Well, let's pivot it over to the midfield spot. So what stood out to me at midfield were really strong mid-priced options. So like Hakeem Ziyech put in an absolutely legendary shift last uh, last Champions League slate. He was just like scoring free kicks and not even celebrating. Like he's just the man. It, I really, I really enjoyed watching him perform in that matchup. He's 7,400 and might take a split of set pieces. And uh, Karem Arturkulu, I think he's another good player at 6,700. These um, Galatasaray midfielders are interesting, but they have a lot of attackers and they're a bit of a minutes risk. But in a game that matters, and Galatasaray do have to win, a draw is not good enough, they're going to be attacking. I think they're great plays in the middle of the range. Um, who? You also have Hakan Chalanoglu at 6,400, taking most of the corners. And I think he has a ton of penalties. Inter are running good and getting penalties. Ryan, there's so many good mid-price midfielders. I don't necessarily feel pressured to pay up for 9,300 Bruno Fernandes. But we know what Bruno is capable of when Manchester United are chasing a game. If you tell me Manchester United are chasing a showdown, I want a 20 train of Bruno lineups just because of how active he can be. So there's a lot of ways to go. So how are you seeing the midfield position? Yeah, I think Bruno's a decent option, but not a must just at that price. And just because we have these other mid-range options that you mentioned, and they're good. But yeah, it's a spot where United need to win. So like even their forwards, forwards were the last ones I should have mentioned, but people aren't going to want to pay 8K for those United forwards against Bayern. So I think they're decent tournament plays. Um, But yeah, the Galatasaray guys. For sure. Either one of them, I think, would be fine. Ziyech, uh, yeah, he has Onana to thank for those free kicks. I mean, it, <laughs> Onana was at fault for both goals. I mean, they he they shouldn't have been goals for the most. Yeah, like they got to make those saves. But nonetheless, you know, like I still want to play Ziyech. He's taking the free kicks. Um, we just know what kind of player he is. He can he scores a ton of different goals and can get assists and yeah like just that's a matchup that we want to target like we said uh Chalinoglu I he's the one that I worry most about fading so I think you probably just have to play him in cash it's so annoying uh like can pull holes in Chalinoglu like I don't think his floor is ever that high even in the absolute best of spots because sometimes he just plays more defensive than you think but man he's getting a ton of penalties and 
he does take the most corners and you know, it's a good spot for inter. So yeah, just because I'm, I'm scared to fade Chalinoglu. So I think you got to play him in cash. And then I think he's uh, like, I don't mind fading him at all in tournaments, but these Galatasaray guys, yeah, I play one of them. I don't really, I don't know if I have a lean on which one you're at the, you don't really know about the minutes, No, but they should play long enough. Like, I don't know. Mertens probably comes in for somebody. I'm fine paying for 75 minutes in cash. If I know I'm getting 75 minutes of Karam, that's going to be pretty good. I think, um, Mm -hmm. Hakan has a little bit of James Ward Prowse in him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the it's, it's not a like for no, like it's a, thing. It's, it's a decent comparison, seriously. That he's that frustrating. <laughs> I mean, and you you can open up his game logs and like it's more volatile than you think from a player who has a lot of set pieces. It, it's really going to depend on Inter getting those set pieces in cash. I have no business of fading that role at this price in the best spot. Like I think it's clear cut, and I think it's wrong to fade him. But um. In tournaments, fade away. Might be good. Uh, might get good value on the field. And there's a lot of opportunity yeah. cost, right? Because we already talked about Ziyech and Arturklu. You have Peter Zelinski at 7100. We'll take some set pieces for Napoli in a really good matchup. And um, you know, you could play an expensive, expensive option like Bruno. Not so interested in Tony Cruz, I guess. But uh, even playing someone like Kubo in tournaments, if you speculate, I think Real Sociedad are going to defend. But if you speculate that the inter get a goal then real sociedad have to attack in order to get a draw so that they can be first place so you're giving up a lot of i think you're giving up a lot with the lineup spots in tournaments if hakan only scores eight points yes absolutely that's my thought i he's someone i'm looking to fade in tournaments for some of these other guys you mentioned um yeah maybe the yeah kubu i didn't how much sorry how much is kubu 66 uh, yeah, Zakarian's gonna take at least half the sets if he starts for forty nine hundred. So you can go I think there he's too. To play. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity cost in midfield. Yeah, and like that's why I don't feel like I have to play like Josh Kimmich. Eighty eight hundred is rich in a game that doesn't matter, and his floor just hasn't been the same under new management. And I mean, maybe Jude Bellingham kills us. You can always play him if you want, but you know, ninety seven hundred in a game that doesn't matter. Uh, you know the risks heading into it. Um, so a ton of names above 6,000. What about, uh, names that were a little bit below 6,000? You mentioned Arsene Zakarian. Did anyone else stick out to you, Ryan? Um, I don't know about stick out, but Salzburg's going to have a set taker Mm -hmm. for 3K. It's probably going to be Susich, Mm -hmm. the 3.8K, um, uh, yeah, like, I don't think, like, you. if there wasn't anything else at midfield, it'd be fine. Or if you need it, if we needed to spend up at forward, then it'd be fine. But it's just, it's not really needed. I don't know. that. I, other than that, like, for cash games, no, I didn't see anybody. But Susic should be splitting the sets. Yeah, I think if you like a construction with a Politano or, you know, playing two expen- playing Osiman and Di Maria and you want to play expensive defenders, I think a Sucic comes into play. And I think it's fine, but he's a more defensive player, but you're kind of playing for set pieces at home and hoping you get that six-point floor. I, I'm not sure you need it, but I'm also talking about playing like Kareem Konate at second forward and, uh, you know, Sucic is going to have a better floor than Konate. So I think there's merits to uh, there's merits to both sides. In tournaments, I feel it's quite well. He's cheaper, so it's different from Hakan. But I mean, to play a defensive midfielder who will take some set pieces for RB Salzburg when there's so many good midfielders to play, it's tough. So uh, you better need the salary in lineups that use him in tournaments. I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I see Ozzy in the chat talking about Zielinski. It's tough. Like where to rank him in the midfielders we talk about. Like, I I think there's a fine argument if you think he's better than the Galatasaray guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I look at – I don't don't, don't want to do this t- all the time, but I look at his game log, and, like, you can look down pretty it's, – it's not great for a guy that, that takes a lot of set pieces. Um, he doesn't 
you know, doesn't play 90 minutes that often. He doesn't really shoot that often. I know this is a decent spot, but it just seems like he's not quite as attacking as he once was. I don't know if that, you know, I, I haven't watched Napoli this year too much. So uh, outside of Champions League. So I'm really just game log watching, but it doesn't look great. But I, you know, I like, I still think he's a fine option just because of the matchup and Napoli needing a win. And, you know, he has assist upside as well. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I guess it's a tough decision. It's tough. I mean, it looks like uh, in against um, Juventus, Elmas was subbed on for him. I think Napoli have been, um, you know, they've been improving in the attack and at least health wise. And so that's going to make their attackers less secure in their minutes overall. So if you look at Zelinski's minutes, 65 against Juventus, 65 against Real Madrid, 78 against Atalanta. And then, you know, two sub appearances. So maybe as Napoli get a little bit more healthy, look at their old lineups, look at their benches and see what any sub patterns are. If you see, you know, the same pattern appearing on the bench, then maybe you can knock down Zelinski's minutes projections and he's a bit of a safer fade. So definitely something to look into. But I mean, if I knew he was playing 90 minutes, what a smash he would be. I mean, it's a great spot. And uh, I don't know. It's just, I'm yeah, about the minutes. that's the thing. Yeah. If you, if you knew he was playing 90 minutes, or if I knew he was playing 90 minutes, I would play him for sure in cash. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've seen uh, Mohammed for tournaments. I've seen Mohammed El Yunusi at 4,000 have some pretty good shifts for Copenhagen. So I like that name. If I'm, you know, playing multiple Galatasaray pieces, you could play Tangui and Dombele, uh, Tottenham Hotspur legend, legend at 4,200. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have some interest in El Yunusi. Big fan of El Yunusi. Ran well with him back in his Southampton days. Uh, you mentioned what in Dombele? Just as a I, joke. I, yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'll mention not as a joke. I, I think you can play Zombo and Gisa in tournaments. Um, 3,800 just has like a little bit more goal upside than you think for a midfielder like, like that. Uh, and assist upside too. And he's the one who does play 90 minutes oftentimes. So yeah, I don't mind taking a shot on a guy like that. Yeah. Pretty good numbers. I'm sure if we opened up his, uh, his Serie A logs, his shot numbers would be pretty good. Anytime you have a holding midfielder who gets some license to take shots, I feel like when they're cheap, that's a fine option. Yeah. Um, like I, sorry, I see he only, he only, he only, he has one goal this year in 16 games, but last year he had four goals and eight assists. So, I mean, he he finds himself in forward positions kind of often because Labodka uh, stays back. He's got a nose for goal. <laughs> Sometimes. Does um, Nico Beret have a nose for goal? I've been playing Berea like since I started taking this stuff seriously in Euro 2020 because his name got mentioned. And I swear it's like never worked out. Maybe his once. name got mentioned by me. He He like he saved my Euro 2020. I, I captained him in that match against Belgium and when I needed a win, like more than I ever have in my life. So yeah, I have good feelings about Barella. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't work out often, but he's cheap enough and he's just, yeah, he's a really good player who also scores different types of goals. Like he you see him make long shots. You see him get in the box. So yeah, that's a tournament, play, a good tournament play. I would play Barella. Yeah. I mean, there's plays across the board. You got to spend up Bruno a ton in the mid range. And there's, I mean, we've said three guys that we're happy with that are cheaper. We're probably even missing options, but Ryan, this just feels like a three midfielder slate almost no matter how you. Yeah. I mean, uh, what this 3,300 Victor, Victor Clausen or Victor Cleason or however you say his name, like plays like false nine slash center forward for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I remember him scoring goals for Sweden before. Like, can't be that bad for thirty three hundred uh, in a game in a game that we want to target. You know? Yeah. Why not? It's uh, I don't know. Good stuff. My diff, my midfield pool is going to be like crazy wide. It's going to be tough for me to hone in on the on the spots I want. But uh, plenty of options, and it's that's really the unfortunate part. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of options. It's tough to hone in. 
like someone like Berea is probably not going to make the cut for me, even though I think he's right. He's intriguing, but um, oh, like he might make the cut for me. Like you know, I'll have twenty lineups and like maybe I, you know, maybe I have a, a couple Kareem Konate lineups that I love, and I just swap him out for Nico Barella for the same price. I'm probably going to have at least one Inter player on those lineups too, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think it does make sense. Um, anyone we uh, miss at the midfield spot? I think we talked about most of the relevant names. Talked about more guys than I would have thought. Um, yeah, I mean, look, even Brahim Diaz, like at 5,200, might be a. If you want to tackle the Real Madrid spot, at least he's cheap. I don't know what his minutes have been like recently. Um, I was surprised to see he was that inexpensive still. Yeah, maybe it doesn't even matter. I mean, you need a goal out of him. Yeah. Like for that price, I mean, minutes aren't quite as important. Don't as long need as, as high of a ceiling, you know? Yeah. Not like uh, Union Berlin are uh, known for their defending. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's take it over to Defender. So we have two expensive defenders who are worth playing. You have uh, Federico DeMarco, who's at 6,300. You know, he's, it's the same story always with Federico DeMarco. It's a little bit less set pieces because Hakana is taking more, but he can still do damage in open play. Feels like uh, he and Diogo Goncalves, you know, most likely defenders to score and completely lap the field. So even if he does only play 70 minutes, I'm considering playing both. I'm considering playing Federico DeMarco in cash games just because the rest of the defender position, maybe I missed something. I wasn't particularly impressed by it from a cash game point of view. And then you have uh, Diogo Goncalves, who's our favorite um, attacking midfielder who is who has defender eligibility. He takes most of Copenhagen's set pieces. Pretty good play. One thing that worries me that might be fragile is that Copenhagen might defend at home because a draw might be good enough, depending on how the Manchester United match is working out. Um, you know, you just do the United uh, correlation, put Bruno in there, and then have Goncalves as your run back when they have to push the game and they're down to when they, <laughs> when they have to win so that United don't advance. But I don't know. Are you worried at all about Goncalves? For me, that's not going to change my opinion in cash games because the role is too elite and the punts really aren't there. But what about tournaments? What are you thinking, Brian? I think I agree with how you broke it down. Uh, both are just locks for cash games. Doesn't matter. They're too cheap. And just within the context of the slate. Uh, DeMarco, yeah, he can be frustrating, but good spot for Inter. And like he has a floor even besides sets. And if he plays 90, he's just going to be the best play on the slate a lot of times. So mm-hmm. have to play him in cash games. And Calves too. Uh, he takes pens too, right? Sets, yeah. sets, and pens. I mean, you just you, you can't, can't fade, fade that, that. role. Yeah. He's at home against Galatasaray, who give up goals. I mean, especially if Galatasaray score first, then you're gonna really want Gincaves. So, yeah, uh, you like I like these slates when you can just 
click those guys. Um, I think there's other good defender plays too. I, I like the, like, I'm going to be spending up for both defender spots probably on every lineup. Another reason why I like this slate. Uh, the other guys le- love Di Lorenzo for 5,200. That's too cheap for tournaments. Seems too, seems too cheap. So, yeah, I really like Di Lorenzo. I mean, Reggion, your boy Reggion, former Spurs legend, I mean, <laughs> came, and, came and took all the corners last game. Most, you know, all the left-sided corners, yeah. I should say. Um, for 4,600 in a spot where United need to win. I I would be fine. Like if I if you knew he was going to play ninety minutes, I actually think he'd be a great play. But I I worry a little. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Ten Hag is going to do because Luke Shaw was awful at center back. I mean, he had one of the worst games I've ever seen at at fault for at least two of the goals. And like I don't know how you can play Luke Shaw there again. So maybe Shaw. Goes back to left back, or maybe Shaw just hits the bench, or maybe Ten Hag just doesn't care and puts him back at center back again. Um, but yeah, like point being, I'd have some interest in Reggion. Uh, if it was Shaw at left back, I wouldn't have as much interest. Um, yeah. I'm a Shaw donkey. I'd probably am probably, but uh, that's a personal yeah. struggle. Not one I mean, I think people know on. that I've I've talked. Uh, I've talked up Luke Shaw many times on this podcast. I, I thought he was one of the best left backs in the world for a long time. Had some like underrated for a long time. I really like Luke Shaw as a player, but for fantasy, like against Bayern, I don't see his floor would come from set pieces for the most part. Whereas I like, I think Reggion gets a bit more involved in the attack. Yeah, I thought Reggion was being active in the box. Like he was receiving the ball as a as a runner inside of the opponent's penalty area, making a lot of forward runs at forty six hundred when United have to push and you might get like a bit of a JV squad from Bayern. You, you, I think you could play Reggion even in cash games if somehow you can't afford Demarco. I don't know, maybe, or maybe it's a little or, bit risky. No, I think you could play him in cash games. Why not play him in the flex, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. If you need that flex spot. Yeah, because like. Yeah, I think you could play. I think you could play him in the flex if you wanted to. Ryan, I was so tilted in cash this weekend to lose to the double center back when I thought I thought I had the right idea with a uh, Reggion, and I thought that you was had good. the right idea. You had and the right I, idea, and I thought it was good. But what I didn't have in mind is that Pascal Gross is the best player in the world. Thirty-two points. Never fade Gross, right? Twenty twenty-six floor, forty percent. Brutal. Like, you know, we we would be complaining if he scored twenty, and I mean, he had to score thirty-two. It just like I would have cashed if he scored twenty. If you told me, Jack, you survived twenty points from Pascal Gross, I'd be like, hell yeah, yeah, thirty-two yeah. points. <sighs> yeah, no, I think you're right though, Re- Reguillon. If I I cashed in cash without him, but I think the move I would play him if I could do it over again. So I think you got a bit unlucky there. Yeah, well, what else is now? You had the you had the goalkeeper sharp play. So sometimes you get bailed out by a goalkeeper. I think that happened to me uh, last Champions League slate actually. So I won't complain too much. Fodderingham, I, I I I told every I I don't know how many times I said on the pod what a spot it was for Sheffield. Yeah, no, I mean well. I've said that a lot of pods though. So maybe <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm bound to get one right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's enough whining. Ozzy is asking the question, why is Ginkalve still listed as defender? I say, who cares? Thank you, DK, for uh, giving us a nice guy to slot. Yeah, it in. doesn't make sense because he's not a defender at all. I mean, this is the same game where Tiago was freaking forward eligible for like two years for no reason. So uh, yep. sometimes we just take the gift. DK doesn't care about soccer. We, we know this by now. Yeah, very diligent with uh, these matters. Um, let's take a look at cheaper defenders, right? I was hoping Alexa Terzic might be fit to play because he's just like a crossing animal whenever he plays, but he is out. Anyone stick out below 4,000 to you? It's a little bit gross once you start going lower at defender. Um, I haven't even looked, Jack. I have not even looked. Because... Well, then I'll break it down. So we yeah. have, um, uh, oh, I'm going to get yelled at. Is it Sasha Bowie? now. 
3,900 yeah. fullback for uh, Galatasaray. He seems okay, like maybe like a six-point floor. I don't know. Galatasaray going to push. Maybe he gets up. Maybe he gets up the pitch a little bit more. I'd have to look into it. Um, the yeah. Braga forward, the Braga fullbacks are okay. Thirty-eight hundred. You know, set pieces for Borja and then Victor Gomez at thirty-two hundred. Braga have to attack, so that's not awful. But it's not a great matchup against Napoli. Ryan, I feel like I'm interrupting you. Why don't you let it rip? Oh no, no, I was interrupting you. Um, yeah, I guess I, I didn't think about Borja. But I guess that seems okay. It's okay. Yeah, you know, just because splitting set pieces for 3,800, especially they might be chasing. Uh, yeah. If you get an early goal from Napoli, they're going to be chasing in general. So, yeah, I guess I don't mind that. I was going to say I didn't look because I just love jamming the expensive defenders on this slate, but I'll probably play three. De- I might. I might play three defenders on some lineups. Um, I know that's a like sometimes not the best strategy in cash games, but I think it can be okay here. Anyways, yeah, I think sorry, thirty eight hundred for Borges. I think that's fine. I think either Galatasaray guy is fine. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. Like, you got to play a guy that's that can score you double digits. I think so. I probably won't play center backs on a slate like this. I just don't think there's really any need especially from pricing soft enough yeah um i mean there are some center backs to play but i just think it's too thin especially when you have you have fullbacks chasing and you have like three good expensive options from region demarco and goncalves yeah i guess i see the the salzburg guys are cheap uh, Didich at 3,500 is fine if you need to, but I mean, he's not going to be taking set pieces in the setup. I know he has some, but I don't think you can rely on that. No, you can't rely on that, but at least a lot of their set piece takers are out. I you still wouldn't expect any, but I guess it wouldn't be shocking. You know, yeah. Kiergaard is out and well, Capaldo also two guys that have taken before. I don't know what's up with Ulmer. But yeah, I don't know. They're, they're cheap if, if you want to go there. Yeah. Um, Darmian is 4,300. I mean, he's his log his game logs look bad because he's been a center back for most of the season. But with Dumfries out, he still doesn't offer that much upside. But I guess it's not the, it's not the worst play. I mean, he created three chances over the weekend. Played 90 minutes. Can't be too bad for 4,300. Yeah, he's a decent player. I think in interleague, he started as a wing back. So, you know, good yes. price and a good matchup. Sort of like, a, you know, when a $4,300 wing back on a home favorite gets an assist, I don't think you can really complain. It's just a, a cheap price. Oh, yeah, I think that about says it. I mean, you know, 2900 uh, Harry Maguire. I'd like to see him venturing and joining the attack. I, I always worry when I fade Harry Maguire because he feels very likely to uh, get shots on goal and stuff like that. But, you know. Yeah, sure. Like that, that's, he's at least a guy that can score. I just he's always he joining the points. attack. He wants to make forward runs. Like, he'll, like, whip very forward balls. Like, I think he's a pretty progressive player. I mean, say what you will about his defending, but he does often. No, he absolutely is. I mean, like, look, at he had eight floor points against... Bournemouth I mean he was in the box a ton yeah uh, he he was close to an assist and yeah like he's a center back I never mind playing yeah I agree I mean I think that's a pretty good breakdown I mean Ozzy says Juan Jesus pra, pra, I, I thought about mentioning Jesus that seems fine I mean he'll probably start at left back but I would still expect center back stats from him yeah. um you know maybe Maybe you get a shot assisted or two. You know, he passes to passes to KK, who rips a long shot or something. Um, it doesn't seem the worst. I mean, Napoli could keep a clean sheet too. Yeah, Victor Gomez for three point two. I like I Victor Gomez option. in general, um, but I just I don't like I don't like the right back against Napoli away from home. That he that's t- going to be a tough tough job for for Victor Gomez tomorrow, but I, I like him. I jammed him last week or sorry, two weeks ago. It didn't quite work out, but I like him as a player. Yeah. I feel like you're always at risk of a yellow card when you face a really good player on the opposite flank, but maybe that's just a selection bias for me. Yeah. 
that right victor gomez almer if he starts there's there's names to click down here so i think that's i think that's fine you could see Ulmer take a co- couple corners with yeah. with that lineup but he's like 40 years old or something not that that <laughs> prevent not, not that that should prevent you from playing but and he's like injured as well kind of i don't know it's a, that's a tough click yeah i'll take the under on that one uh but maybe maybe closer to 40 than 30 I, yeah, I think that's now. I can't yeah. just be throwing that out there. No, no, no. This is a high journalist. He's 38, Jack. Show. He's 38. He's 38. That's closer than I thought. All See? right. Incredible. He's 38. Okay. He's my age. And just trust me, there's no way I could go out and play 90 minutes in a Champions League game. So. No, you got a lot of heart, though, Ryan. I play. You. <laughs> yeah. uh, nose for goal. Um, let's uh, break it down to goalkeeper. I'm on a real heater this uh, lately. I think like the last like 10 times I've spent up in goalkeeper and cash, uh, the goalkeeper has conceded. There was a lot of discussion in the discord about the merits of spending up in goalkeeper in certain slates. In this one, the thing that I notice about goalkeeper is the man who bailed me out two weeks ago, um, Schlager. He is 4,200 on this slate. And then if you scroll down and you take a look at the odds, this is sort of like a cheapest home goalkeeper type of thesis. But it's basically, with respect to the odds, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, 33% to win. Benfica, 41% to win. That's close to a toss-up. And then there's a draw in between there. I'm not used to seeing goalkeepers priced at 4,200 and sort of toss-up matchups, especially at home. Makes me think he'll be a comfy click in cash games. I think he's underpriced. Um you know, cue him conceding three goals, but he did score 19 for me two weeks ago. Seems like the best play at goalkeeper to me for that reason. But I like these other options. Um, anything standing out to you for goalkeeper strategy? Um, I agree with everything you said about Schlager. I think if you want to spend up for Merritt or Summer, that's fine. I don't think it's a priority. I think my favorite, if 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 I had a favorite, would be Neuer. Um, it's so. That's yeah, interesting. I almost wrote so, in my article I wouldn't play Neuer, but I'd like funny. to hear that. So, so I used to be like that, or I used to have that thought, and it's cost me basically every single time. Or in, in the Champs League specifically over these last, I don't know, however many years, in these spots where teams need to push and score against Bayern, uh, he, he smashed so many times. So, I mean... Yeah, it's it's sort of like a narrative thing. Why I like him? Like you get the goalkeeper for the better team, who's probably who's facing a team, you know, a struggling United team. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. This is this is going to come into place play in champion in all these Champions League slates coming up in the spring too. Oh, the the two games, the, the, the two legged ones. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of have that sort of feeling with it. Like, he's just, you know, he's going to face shots. I guess I shouldn't say he's my favorite keeper, but I like him for tournaments because I think he has upside. 4,800 as well, so it's not like you're paying up for that sort of player. For similar reasons, I liked Alex Merritt at 5,900. I think Napoli are a better team than Braga, but there might be some shots from distance, so I feel like he has a little bit of save upside to go with his, you know, decent 38% clean sheet odds, but majority of the time he won't keep a clean sheet. Not a priority, but, like, I like Merritt more than Somer for this reason because uh, I think Real Sociedad are more likely to play defensively. Makes a ton of sense, though. 4,800 for a guy who's going to face shots. What more do you want in a goalkeeper other than to just get lucky every time? Pretty much. Yeah, you, you got a guy who's going to face shots and play playing for the better team. Um, yeah, I guess it's a spot just where, like, I'd rather play Neuer than Onana. You know, Onana at home for, for 200 cheaper. Yeah. Um, Look, I know that uh, I, I don't like narratives, but I think I'm done with Onana at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, no, even if it was, yeah, even if it was De Gea, I just mean, like, it's a spot where I've flipped on, where in the past I would, like, oh, yeah, give me the home keeper whose team needs a win, okay? So this team's they're going to go out there and they're going to win. And, you know, oftentimes it's the opposite that happens. And you, the, your keeper, the guy that you have, doesn't have any save upside, but he gets scored on on the counter. 
whereas the other keeper has a ton of save upside. And even if he gets scores, scored on, it's going to end up okay. It's just I've seen it work out like that so often. I think uh, – I don't know. I completely agree. I've completely changed my mind on Neuer, and I'm glad I didn't write that sentence in my article. I think it makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, uh, play whoever you want. Play whoever you want. I mean, yeah, like everything you said about Schlager, he seems like a solid cash game play, just given that he's too cheap for the odds. Um, But for tournaments, yeah, like give me Rono at home against Madrid. I think that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. probably is – I probably won't play any of these cheap away keepers, but but you can. Obviously, it's goalkeeper. Play whoever you want. Yeah. Sounds good. You can ask me who I'm playing. I'll answer. I certainly hope that you're not changing your lineups based on what goalie I play, but uh, that's good fun anyways. All right, Ryan, do we have anything else good for the people? 48 minutes. Talk about concise by uh, Rotowire standards. I think we covered most of the angles, though. Yeah, I do too. And it was a slate that like I could have talked about in five minutes. Or I think you, you could have too. Um just like it's just pretty I don't know, like every, it's pretty obvious yeah, all the spots. You know, like for for even for cash games, I should say. Just yeah. the teams you want to target, the construction, where you want to spend your money. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think so too. And it's a bit of a lotto in tournaments. I mean, you just have to hope you have the guys on the game who, who shoot out, but I think it's pretty obvious where to look. So on that note, good luck. Good luck in the king of the pitch, except I'm playing. So bad luck to all of you. Good luck in all of your other contests. Again, best way to support the program, become a subscriber, rotowire.com backslash pod for a two day free trial. If you can't afford that, that's cool. You can, uh, like the video, give a comment, give a five-star review, uh, tell us how handsome we are in the comments. That helps the show as well. So anything you can tell a friend about the show, we appreciate you all hanging out with us. But um, we'll see you tomorrow night to tilt whatever happens. And in the meantime, good luck, everyone. Thanks, Jack. Good luck, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.